Welcome to PR After Hours, your weekly cocktail of news and interviews with leading thinkers in PR, marketing, and business. So pull up a chair in our virtual lounge. Your host, Alex Greenwood, will be right back after this. Stop me if you heard this before. We're going to talk about AI. No, no, wait, don't, don't go away. This is, this is different. You're going to love this, folks, because today we're to venture into the captivating realm of AI and its real role in modern business. That's why we're really lucky to have Zay Zay Peters. He's the dynamic founder and CEO of Growvair. This revolutionary growth enablement AI not only formulates, but also implements comprehensive growth plans spanning ads, email, social, and SEO. Uh, see what I'm saying? This is different. This isn't just about what prompts do I use to write a blog post? This is something else here. Imagine having a solution that handles everything from the top of the funnel right down to the bottom. Well, that's what Zay has brought to life, and we're about to delve deep into strategy, growth, and the critical role of responsiveness. Welcome to the virtual lounge, Zay Peters. Thank you very much for introducing me, Alex. I thought that was a dope intro. Hey, you know what? I am a dope, therefore... I tell you, see, I'm older. They say you can say all the cool buzzwords, and I'll just translate it back to fifty-year-old man speak. So, hey, <laughs> let's hear it from you. I want to hear. It. Give us, give our listeners a brief landscape of how AI, specifically what you do with it, is changing the business landscape. Yeah, I know. Um, quite a few people only got serious about thinking about and looking at AI um, when uh, ChatGPT blew into the scene and a few people last year when Jasper blew into the scene. Uh, but I've been working in the space of AI for almost 10 years now in various forms. Um, and very early I noticed that, you know, like what what is what is AI? To me, AI is another way to say really highly intelligent machines. Right? It doesn't have to be a physical machine, but it really is a machine. And a machine is a tool that humans make to make work easy. So in the modern age, now that everybody kind of understands that, hey, there's this huge leverage point that we can apply to our business, the next step is how do you apply it? For a regular business, AI can really revolutionize everything from HR to governance to revenue to the way your team functions, task management, and all of these steps. Um, and that means that whatever or whoever is in your team already can gain superhuman powers by using an AI-enabled solution. And um, this is, <laughs> is, is kind of ridiculous because when you look out in the world, if you look at your technology stack that you used to run your business, I know for my business, we've got, I don't know, 15, 20 different subscriptions that we're using. Yeah. Yeah. But it's really hard to manage and look through all of that or to correlate the data and use that to make useful decisions. But using well-integrated um, artificial intelligence you're able to pull in data from your accounts, pulling data from your ads or from your email and create fantastic predictions of what could work. The AI helps you run and test those things and helps you optimize the results on the other end. Like humans are not gonna run out of a job. We are the ones that come up with the ideas. We have to go ahead and do a lot of the actual relationship with other humans, but the AI can definitely take our ambitions and really explode them um, out into the world. Yeah, I like that. You're, you know, people are fearful of this, and uh, to, I'm with you. It's a tool. It's an enhancement. It's, 
it's a way to be more efficient. It's certainly in the, the small ways that I've used AI in general, been incredibly helpful to my small company. Um, I, I'm sure I got a couple of copywriters who are a little nervous because it does, because <laughs> you know, the, the billable hours do go down if I know they're, particularly if I know, and I'm pretty sure that they're using it at least for first draft kind of functions and things like that. But we're not just mm -hmm. talking about writing, of course. Right. So, uh, so what inspired this, this, but this concept, it's, is it Groveware or is it Growware? How do you pronounce this again? It's, it's Groveware. Groveware. That's All right. right. How do you pronounce that? How, I mean, I just said that. How do you, how did they come up with that? Tell everybody what Groveware is. Yeah. So Groveware is the authority for growth. All right. So a, a ver in ancient Scottish is like the staff that the, the chief holds, you know, it's That's the staff right. of authority. So Groveware yeah. is the authority to help you grow your business. Uh, and that came around because, you know, I, you know, this is not my first company. Uh, in fact, I actually initially built a company to digitize retail businesses using AI. We use machine vision to literally look at the stuff they had, turn them into online listings, describe them, um, turn them into ads and videos so that they were engaging. But pretty quickly, I pivoted out of that just before COVID hit. Because one, I wasn't pricing correctly, but two, a lot of the businesses we're chasing, we're trying to help the smallest retail businesses. They didn't understand digital. Right. COVID didn't help. COVID kind of wiped out that that segment. Uh, and so I focused more on the people who understood digital a bit more. That's digital natives, e-commerce businesses, professional services. Um, and we noticed pretty quickly that they didn't just want a tool. What they wanted was growth. They wanted revenue growth. They wanted more customers. They didn't care about what kind of ads it, it, it needed to be, what kind of landing pages you had. Really, the outcome is what they want. Outcomes hmm. first. And, but in order to get to the outcome, there's a lot of steps in between. You, you know, all good success comes from a good strategy up front. Yeah, right. So, so, so they need strategy. Usually, they need someone in their team that knows what they're doing so that they can take and use all these tools that already exist, use them, understand the data, and iteratively get better. As much as a lot of marketing leads uh, try to be as good as they can be, and many of them are pretty excellent, I think, they're just not possible to be excellent at all channels. There, there are very few people who are excellent at ads and email and SEO and all the things in between. But really, for most businesses, you have to kind of experiment and find your strong point across the, the, the group uh, and then settle it. Uh, now, obviously, there's some channels that are just completely bad for you, right? Like if you're selling uh, $3 trinkets, you probably shouldn't be running ads. <laughs> um, but 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 these are all um, um, things that a person who's an expert can figure out. And that's what we decided to build. So we've built our platform. You give it the idea of your goals, kind of tell it what your industry is. And given the channels that you either have or it will recommend to you, it will build you the campaigns, tell you what kind of content should be in them, how much you should spend and for how long, what experiments need to be run so you can get to the results, how to scale it out. And you can go ahead and kind of run that yourself. But mm. if you say go, it will say go, publish for you and execute the optimizations for you. But that's even just day one. Day two, it continues <laughs> to monitor. Yeah, day two, it monitors your performance across the board 24-7 so that if your audiences are not acting correctly, it can help you to find either new audiences, optimize those audiences, tell you whether your creatives or your landing pages need to be uh, changed, optimized, tweaked in whatever way so that your CTAs, your CPAs um, can be changed towards hitting your goal. But what if you don't have the budget to hit that right. goal, 
right? Because right. sometimes customers have this issue where they're like, hey, you know what? I want to make a million dollars, but I've got a 20K budget, right? Unless right. you go viral, that's not a thing. <laughs> right. And so by using a system like this, it can help expectations be a lot easier to understand upfront for the customer. Uh, and then they can go ahead and make the decisions they need to make. Let's kind of grow a bit more gradually with what we have, or let's go raise money. If, we, if raising money is going to be the way, but people don't kind of go in eyes wide shut. You know, you, you said so much there that I, 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 one thing I, I wanted to ask you, and maybe this is not exactly in your wheelhouse, but I wanted to just bring it up. So uh, let's, for example, let's say if I'm working with a lead generation outfit, um, I can't tell. Let's just say I am and I'll pretend I am and whether I am or not, nobody will know. Legion I can't awesome. tell. I, I can't tell, though, if they are using AI and using it poorly or not using it and don't know what they're doing. Question on that. What do you, what, what, what do you think is going on with lead gen companies? Because you hear, don't you, I get hit constantly with lead gen companies who are pretty outlandish claims. And let's just say that my experiences uh, have, have varied far from those claims. Well, what do you legit think? Legion is an interesting space, right? The first step of Legion is some type of funnel activity that gets people attracted to you, right? So obviously there's two kinds. There's there's really the prospecting type, you know, right. also known as ABM, where you can kind of go out and find the people who you think are the best, and then you right. figure out strategies to warm them up towards you. Um, there are other things you can do in between, like kind of guessing when someone is at their desk so that, you know, your emails or whatever probably get to them. Email is pretty tough. I know my inbox is like full of stuff. Right. Um, and, and so if you're a head of marketing or head of sales, usually you're, you're running into the same issue. So in the world of Legion, there's a lot of really cool things going. For example, there's this company called Signal that I've talked to. What they've got is a tool that helps you guess which companies are the ones who landed in your site. Then they find the people in the company that are more like the ones that you want to talk to. You can then use other tools to kind of fill in, you know, the, the customer enrichment, and then you can do your outreach. But really AI in the lead gen space, I mean, there's no way an AI can guarantee a customer on the other end. The only right. thing it can do is engage with or for you. And, and that's a thing that's very important because we've seen um, like in the, in the lead gen space, there's this issue where uh, you get the leads, but then the customer may not call them on time. I, I don't know if it's me and I'm looking for a service. I want you to call me in 10 to 15 minutes, yeah. um, but but the average mid-sized company takes five plus days. You know, if I if I could just get a qualified lead, I'd call. If you can get a qualified lead, you'd call, uh, but, you know, someone has to call the lead to qualify the lead in the first place. And even if the lead is qualified, if your competitor mm -hmm. gets to them first, you might lose that business, right? The customer right. Will, will go with the first person who talks to them 70% of the time. And so you want every single gun in your pocket firing at all cylinders to just make sure that you get what, you, what you're looking for. So lead gen to me is really just the first step. Qualified lead gen is still step one to me from, a, from an end customer standpoint, because at, even at that point, you're probably still in competition. So the key step here then is the callback. And, you know, we initially did some things to help these businesses. This piece is not an AI piece initially. We were just right. telling the sales team, hey, there's a lead. You know, go 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 hop on that lead. But if yeah. the salesperson is busy, they're in the toilet, whatever it is, um, then you might still lose that business, right? So, um, so what we've done is we've actually built an AI sales assistant. Um, it gives you the superhuman ability to say, hey, you know what? A lead just showed up on my form. 
the AI calls using your voice and your phone number to help you qualify that person in near real time. And so that means that that speed to lead issue disappears um, yeah. and you can now really harvest more of the leads that you're getting in the first place instead of constantly running that treadmill. Uh, and that's that's exactly, and I love that. I, and we're not, we're not going further down this rabbit hole, but I mean, I'm just saying, I would love to just get things started. I'm paying a lot of, it seems like a lot of money and uh, there's just nothing. And I'm just like, I'm just wondering <laughs> if they're just doing the bare minimum. And They're not. You know. it, it's really, really hard work, lead gen. You know, um, I'm in the space too, technically with all my tech, but um, lead gen is hard work to find the right people to to do all the exercises to kind of qualify them. Um, you know, but a qualified lead isn't to me all the way qualified until they're in your calendar. Um, yeah. And a lot of lead gen businesses aren't necessarily sticking them on your calendar. They're kind of saying, hey, is this what you want? And then they say yes. And then the the time between the yes and your call, that's the issue. Yeah. How, how can AI help people, uh, for example, if they, is it, is it, it is a basically a built-in type of AI for Google ads, for example, right? I mean, that you can go to use their all their stuff to try to find the best stuff, right? P you, people don't even realize that you've been using AI for years if you've been buying Google ads, right? Yeah, so Google ads is is fantastic. Like we actually even worked with the Google team directly as part of the Google for Startups Accelerator. Um, so meeting all the people who are in their ads teams and their sales teams and enterprise teams, they're, they're fantastic. Uh, a lot of people don't recognize that Google Performance Plus is really, really good at finding people who are more likely to help you. And mm -hmm. many people don't kind of know how it works, but you know, I kind of know and I won't tell you. Um, but the key pieces um, are that Google can kind of predict who's in market for what you're doing, figure, uh, stick some of those audience, put you more in front of those kind of audiences and really, really help you to get them at the right kinds of times so that your engagement is much higher. I know people, even enterprise customers using Google Performance Plus, and they're getting 5X, 6X ROAS, right? And, wow. you know, it's really tough just usually to just get um, 1X ROAS if you don't know what you're doing. But with Google Performance Plus, obviously, you know, there's other aspects that are in your hands. Your copy can't be crap. Your your landing page has to be kind of good. But assuming that you're not bad at the post-click, Google um, Performance Plus, and even the Facebook product similarly too, um, yeah. they, do a really, they, they can do a really, really good job. That's yeah. why you hear about recently, almost everybody on Facebook is talking about broad match, broad match. Broad match is really just code speak for let Facebook say AI do a lot of it. That's, that's what I figured. Well, okay. Get, can, any chance you could give us, you don't have to name any names or anything. Can you give us a, kind of a mini case study of how uh, Grover has made a significant difference in a company's growth trajectory? Yeah. So we've helped lots of different kinds of companies, uh, fintech companies and, and uh, school businesses and SaaS. Um, we've helped um, um, we've helped the SaaS company do like eight times their uh, their ROAS in a couple of weeks. That's basically they came in, they were running um, campaigns to get customers in. Um, they would bring in the customers, and then they would just send them to their form. And whoever came in stayed, and whoever didn't come in was was kind of lost. So by using Grover, we're able to kind of help them recognize right up front that they, hey, you could also do remarketing, high remarketing right away into it monitor the remarketing uh, audiences, feed them right into their campaign so that not only were they prospecting at the top, they were also doing the middle of the funnel. And then at the bottom of the funnel, they were just speeding things up when it comes to email responses. So on for SaaS businesses, FinTech and so on, that really, really helped because it means that you're not losing 
people who have now recognized your brand. You're not only using ads to engage them, but using email to bring them back. Um, and that's how people win, right? It's not just one channel. The channels feed right. and reply on each other. And right. most people, like I said, are not experts at all of them. But if they got the directions and a lot of help on each step, then they can get started and move a lot faster through their own funnel. Oh, that's good. Well, okay. Um, what are the challenges though? What should people just have their eyes? You said eyes wide shut earlier. What, <laughs> should, our, what should our eyes be wide open to about uh, integrating AI into your operations and strategies? What do people need to know? So there are a lot of really key things, right? So I'm going to take this away from the revenue part of the business and just take it at the top. Okay. Uh, a, lo a lot of businesses want to get AI integrated, um, but they, I think, are a bit too gung-ho pushing company data out into the cloud. Mm. Um, other than the fact that your browser might be able to get that information if you check off the wrong thing, your right. ISP might have that information because they kind of cache all the stuff that goes through. Not too much, but they, they you know, they have a record of, of, all, of all your packets. Uh, but then the providers themselves may not really be where you want to keep that stuff. So I love OpenAI. I think their product is insane. And, and insane, I mean, in a good way. Um, but I don't think you should be sending in spreadsheets of your PL uh, and Ooh, and, no. uh, and and your actual write-ups to customers through these channels. And so a lot of companies have this issue of AI governance. Um, you know, they've not actually done a real audit of how they should be treating AI-related data, what kinds of information they should be happy to push up and not push um, and, 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 and retain. Um, OpenAI has, guaranteed, has basically said that, hey, we're not using your data to train our system. Um, but hopefully it's not like Facebook when they said that they would never put ads in Instagram. And so this is the kind of the truth, right? This is a business-driven world. Some day in the future, some investor may ask them, hey, you know what? You got all this extra data, you might as well use it. And you don't want to be the one on the receiving end of that competition if that happens. So upfront, think about auditing. Think about how your data needs to go up and come down. Who on your team needs to be part of a review to make sure people are using this correctly? If you write any software in your company at all, it's really cool to use all these co-pilots to get snippets and so on but recognize that they're, they're, they're currently actually out in the wild, copyright claims and issues going on uh, about some of this stuff, right? So, so even some of the images that people um, generate, some of them might have copyright claims because of the styles of the artists and then the code, uh, whoever wrote the code in GitHub that was used up, if it, it wasn't an open source um, license in the first place, then you might run into trouble if someone can find out that you've got snippets from somebody else's code. So the AI is not dumb. It's really good at being able to kind of make and obfuscate things as much as possible. But really, um, as, a, as a responsible business owner, you just have to know that these are risks and then do the right steps to mitigate these AI integration risks. So that means the right people, don't send the wrong kind of data, um, and, and always make sure that your company's IP is kept as closely to your chest as possible. Oh, that's great advice. I think people forget that. I think it's easy to forget that, isn't it? It really uh, is. <laughs> yeah. That's the thing about machines. They make it so much easier that sometimes you're like, you know what, I'm going to skip a step. Yeah. Or just, just sitting there playing with, uh, when I first started playing, just on my small level with with, with Chad and, you know, uh, Jasper and Bard. And, and I didn't put anything, you know, private easy. out there, but I, I could see how easily it would be just to be like, huh, I want to go ahead and submit this contract for proofreading that has a lot of details in it that maybe shouldn't go out there. Maybe you know? it shouldn't and, go out there. 
Well, yeah, the maybe, good thing maybe. is the good thing is there actually are some um, versions that you could technically deploy locally, um, mm. like the the baby GPTs, the Llama twos, and and things like that. But obviously, you know, if you're not an expert at figuring out LLMs, uh, large language models, then you might run into into issues. But right. that's part of the the whole process that you have to go through if you're doing an AI audit and figuring out AI governance for your business. A uh, little left field question here. Let's just assume most of our listeners are PR, Marcom folks, but we have a lot of small business owners and they may never get on this enterprise level you're talking about in the big picture. But to to help them establish a comfort level with, with these kinds of uh, generative uh, software and, the, uh, and AI, all this, excuse me, what would be an easy way, kind of a low barrier to entry just for, for people? Let's say you're a business owner. You don't know much about this. You're, you've, you, as I joked about in the beginning of this thing, I've we're been talking about AI quite a bit. Yes. All, you know, there's just, it's just, it's a hot thing to discuss. Where would you send them to say, okay, look, go get your feet wet. Go look, go try this. You know, that's a really good question. Um, for lay people, what you want is for them to just get exposure. Right. Mm -hmm. So upfront exposure is really the first thing because uh, you can't expect them to become experts in any kind of method that has to do with training data, collecting data, analytics, any of the math, uh, any of that stuff is not right. layperson stuff. And so going ahead and using SaaS tools mm -hmm. um, is to me like the best move. So, you know, whether it's using a SaaS tool like one of ours or using something like a Jasper or a copy IO for creating copy and content for your articles. Um, and there's some other company I heard of recently, they they do this amazing thing where they make the articles with images in it. <laughs> um, I mean, that is just insanely, insane to me. Um, wow. You know, stable diffusion, which with what they do um, and, and all of these tools, it's always a good idea to just kind of get your feet wet by playing with them. Um, you get a small um, um, uh, account, 20 bucks, a hundred bucks, depending yeah. on the provider. Um, play with it so you know and can recognize the value that AI can start to give you depending on how much of it you integrate. It's important to just know, right? The knowledge is always key. Um, you know, the more you know, right? Uh, and yeah. so first step is using some of these tools. And then after that, it's actually something that we want to do is help a lot of agencies to become that AI conduit that these mm -hmm. businesses can talk to. So right. I speak to agencies on a regular basis. We talk to them about our AI market and our AI sales assistant so that they can have that, you know, behind the agency face, they can be that um, AI expert that all these businesses will need. Because if you're expecting a layperson to go into YouTube and get good at it, I mean, I got good at doing drywall, but I don't think YouTube is where you go to go become an expert at AI. <laughs> I, I can beat you on that. I replaced an entire toilet watching it on YouTube. I mean, by, my, by myself, Zay Zay. I will not compete, but I did do an entire basement with electrical and plumbing and sinks and so on and flooring. Okay, well, you just you throw with you throw electrical in. Okay, you win. But yeah. it, can you imagine though me trying to because you know you've got to get that wax ring. You know, oh you've my got to, god, like, get it just right by myself. Oh, yeah, yeah. The, the listeners are like, Alex, please, you're embarrassing yourself yet again. Hey, that's okay. Uh, you know, can I just say one thing, though? You talk about images. I I, I, I dabbled on mid-journey for fun images just, just to see. Is there anything easier to use out there that you know of for images, by the way, besides this? Because mid-journey is a trip. you got to get on Discord, and you got to do all this stuff. What, what do you know? You know... Easier than mid-journey, um, you would have to be integrated with someone with an API. Uh, and uh -huh. so that's 
just harder before it gets easier. Um, Mid-journey, you got to be on Discord and, and 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 go through the whole process there. And you know, if you're not paying properly, then you're not getting the priority and all of that kind of right. stuff. So no. <laughs> even if you're paying, you get booted down. Though I found that out. I mean, the, the the thing is, the way they're building the images, you know, the reason why it works that way right now is there's a ton of image demand, right? But the kinds of images they build are straight from GPU. So they literally yeah. have a GPU farm that their AI is integrated into so that when the commands come in, they do whatever kinds of, um, I'll call them inferences, projections, hallucinations is another way people right. say it, that right. the AI needs to do into the GPUs. The GPUs compute it into small image and then they upscale um, and then you get it, it's nice and beautiful. Right. But that's not something that is easy to scale all the way out to as many people who actually want it right now. If you look at even OpenAI, they've got a DALI, uh, an image generator, um, it's not as good as a stable diffusion on mid-journey, you know, uh, you know, well, don't say it out loud, don't tell them, but it's really, really good still, right? So if you're doing something a bit more easy, um, less complicated, you're not asking to see Naruto in a suit uh, uh, flying a unicorn, um, then <laughs> DALI works pretty well as well <laughs> yeah folks i think just keep looking at pixels if you want royalty free images just you know for now just you know it's easier frankly but it's easier for didn't... now um but you know um I, I won't tell you what we're doing in that space um but there's a lot of there's a lot of people trying to make it easier not just as a general tool but specifically as a business tool right so it's one thing to go in and play but it's another thing to say hey i want this thing for my website I want right. this thing for my business. And so um, what you'll find is in another year or so, there'll be a lot of new gen tools that yeah. are taking the learnings and maybe even integrating at the back end to the yeah. new journeys and the stable diffusions and the DALIs to give you more business-centric out outputs. Uh, so that will be coming soon too. Business owner question for Zay Peters. As this digital landscape continues to literally evolve daily, how does Grover plan to adapt and stay ahead of the curve? So um, we're a highly technical team um, and uh, we have a roadmap um, that looks like this, right? So to us, what the ultimate AI is like a, uh, is like in Star Trek um, where the captain says, hey, hey, computer, uh, do X, Y, Z. And the computer says, do, 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 done. Um, that's really where we want AI to go. Um, but right. obviously as it comes to business, um, you're going to end up needing some sort of AI that tells you or helps you to do that first step AI audit and governance, kind of like a like a like a chief intelligence officer's co-pilot that helps mm -hmm. your CIO or your CTO or even your CEO to recognize where your holes are, help your company kind of plug them and keep you out of trouble, right? Because you don't want to get into those data issues. Then obviously there'll be the other tools that help you on the revenue side, like what we're doing at Grover. And at a Grover standpoint, how we're staying ahead of the curve is we're, like I said, we're giving you a full funnel solution. So you can come in at the top and get to the bottom. Um, there are not a lot of people giving you full funnel. Some people give you some part of marketing and some part of sales and maybe some part of something else, but we're really the only product in the market giving you strategy upfront that you could do as a human if you wanted. And then the automations and, and the artificial intelligence for the subsequent steps, we give you that too. You don't have to buy it all at once. We recognize that some people have got strategy already. They don't care about yours. Um, they might already have some marketing content. They don't need to be generated. Um, and so uh, the way we're building our system out is so that it can be, you know, you can buy the piece you need. And if you need more, we can give you more. But if you don't, you're happy where you are. Two thumbs up.
And so we think that can help us stay ahead of the curve, keep the prices down and keep more customers happy. As I say, how can our listeners stay updated with the latest developments and insights from your uh, your organization? How can we do that? Yeah, we're on Twitter. Uh, so if you go to, or X as it's called now. So if you go to X slash Grover, you'll find us. X.com slash Grover, you'll find us. Uh, we're also Grover on Instagram and on LinkedIn and on Facebook. Um, or you can send an email to me at zeze at grover, G-R-O-W-V-A-R-E.com. Um, we check that every single day. Uh, I'll respond to you. If you send me spam, I'll probably put you in a folder and end up calling you and doing business with you later. So that works too. Zeze <laughs> <laughs> Peters is the charming and very warm and fun guy who has, also happens to be the dynamic founder and CEO of Grover. Uh, there'll be links in the show notes to all this stuff so that you can get in touch with, with Zay Zay. You're going to want to do that. He, uh, he knows what he's doing. It's evident. And, uh, uh, thanks for letting me, uh, you know, treat you as my therapist for a minute there with my issues. <laughs> uh, I appreciate talking with you this morning, Alex. Thanks so much. It's been a great time. Be well, talk to you next time. Next time, it's e-releases founder, Mickey Kennedy, right here on PR After Hours. My client base generally tries to write and draft themselves, and we do help them because everybody at e-releases is an editor. We don't have any salespeople or anything like that. So we do try to help them uh, you know, get to a, a better written press release. But I think that using it as a tool for helping to you know, write something a little bit tighter and maybe a little more organized, I think is a, is a useful application of AI. Um, I think that, however, if you just say, you know, AI, here's a company, we're celebrating a 10th year anniversary, write a whole press release from that. I don't think you're going to get good results, but it, I, I find when you coach the AI sort of paragraph by paragraph, knowing what you want each paragraph to be about, I think you get a much better result. You know what that means. It's last call here at the Virtual Lounge. Be sure to visit PRAfterHours.com for links to what we discussed in this episode and more. Be sure to follow us wherever you get your podcasts. And join us next time for another round at PR After Hours with Alex Greenwood.